Bigger than Capes. Give me some outside. Hello and welcome to Bigger Than Capes. I'm Zach and this week we're doing a roundup type thing with Angela, Will and Matt. Hi everybody. Hi. Hello. Hello. So um, Zach, Will, I believe you're here to um, teach us about the secret of the ooze. Mm -hmm. We have both been given um, very important back tattoos that prove that we are the shamans of all turtle knowledge. Uh, yep. namely the Teenage Ninja variety. I'm not so good on the aquatic. Uh, <laughs> on turtle. the real world ones. No, they don't interest me in the slightest. But Well, that, that's unfortunate because a... all my questions are about sea turtles. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you pop a bandana on it, give it a Renaissance artist name and uh, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, so um, I I kind of initially suggested this because and like we'd been talking about turtles a little bit and Angela and I both realized that we didn't really actually know that much um about uh, about like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like and since we were going to well since we're going to uh do a uh, a book club on uh, on one of the more recent um like series um I thought it would make sense to have our uh, two uh, turtle experts um, here, Zach, who has been reading through the entire uh, series um, over the last year. Not even that. Since um, March, I think, was oh. when I decided Oh, that's I was a lot more recent than I thought. I didn't realize yeah. I tried to cram it into like that. Um, tried and succeeded. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Will, who I think is like a, a sort of lifelong Turtles person. Yeah, I think I've been reading... Turtles this... lifer. <laughs> <laughs> the Turtles guru. Yeah, TMNT faux life. Um, I think I've been reading reading this for a couple of years now, on and off. Mm. And it's a various spin-off series. Yeah, I have di dipped into it over the years. It's just mm. this is the first time I've decided to do it all in order and with basically no breaks. I'm tired. <laughs> so very <laughs> yeah. tired. Whereas, like, my experience with Turtles, a lot of it is in the form of, like, the various cartoons. Like, I, as a, as a little kid, I was, like, obsessed with the with the, like, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Um, I had like a bunch of like different figurines um, of like the of like the core four, um, and like I've still got like a and I've shown Will this like a sticky sort of like a, a sticky sort of win window hanger uh, plush Michelangelo um, that like lives on. Uh, my bedroom window, uh, and is slowly dying from from the sunlight. Um, How all Ninja Turtles die eventually? Mm. That's yeah, why they live in the sewer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, 
I've, you know, I I I watched a lot of that. I lot of the of the original sort of cartoon. I watched um a, I, I I watched the next mutation. Um, no, it's so bad. <laughs> um, I watched like the uh, I watched a bunch of the early two thousands, um, or like mid two thousands cartoon, which was pretty good actually. Like, and I I'm a Usagi Yojimbo guy. So, if you ask me about like times when the when the Ninja Turtles have been to like feudal Japan, I can tell you about that. Um, but I can't really tell you much about the actual original uh, like comic books or the sort of relaunched universe. Angela, how about you? So I watched the Turtles cartoon when it first aired. Um, mm-hmm. when it was Hero Turtles, because we couldn't use the word yep. ninja in 1990 because reasons. Yep. Um, and Michelangelo didn't have like his actual weapon, his actual nunchucks. No, he, he had, didn't. like the two shells. Yeah, they because start with the nunchucks and then they phase it out for the like shell Shells. grappling hook because they were scared yeah. children would. Children were. Co- I mean, we all possess nunchucks. <laughs> You know, you just go around to your local newsagent, you know, kind of have a pair of nunchucks <laughs> and, you know, a ten-penny mix. Um, that's, but, yeah, so I remember those. I remember the, the cartoons very fondly. My brother was really into Turtles. He had the T-shirt. He had all the action figures. I couldn't get the action figures because gender, and I was a girl, and therefore I was playing. I used to steal my brothers. It was fine. Um <laughs> That's how I rolled through much of my childhood. Um, so, yeah, I remember that. I remember the 2003 cartoon. I remember the films, the live-action films. Weren't they a thing? Um, I'm saying nothing Such more. Such a good thing. So I'm vaguely aware of character names, but nowhere near as many as are in the comics. I believe I have read some Mirage Turtles comics mm. way back in the 90s, because I remember reading a Black and yeah. White Turtles comic and being super confused I by everything about it. At my local library, like I don't even remember the context with this, but I think I was like, "Oh, turtles are in a comic. I should read that comic," and I did, and was completely confused. I just remember it being black and white, and I remember sort of reading the story of how the turtles came to be and drawings on napkins and all of that mythology, um, and. That's about it. I know there are four turtles and they're named after <laughs> painters. And for many years, that confused me a lot because yeah. I used to think, you know, Leonardo da Vinci was actually a turtle. And then I was very disappointed <laughs> to find out. In fact, he wasn't. Raphael, I absolutely would, would have sworn I didn't know he was a painter. I just thought he was a turtle. Um, <laughs> so that, that confused me much. <laughs> like, I was... You know, Just the facts, Angela. Yeah, it was like I when was Splinter, eight, when Splinter said, "I named them after like these painter, like like Renaissance artists." I you were just like, I... "Wow, I didn't realize that uh, the Renaissance had turtle painters." Exactly, exactly. Eight-year-old me <laughs> just made the connection between he's named them after painters, therefore the painters. Painters must have been turtles as well. Why would you do that? Yeah, like of course this could have happened. Of course this is the second time that we've had anthropomorphic. Turtle mutants. 
history, people, history. That's the bit they don't tell you. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my turtle's knowledge. And we had, oh, yeah, we had glasses with pictures of the turtles on from about 1991. And only Leonardo survives <clears throat> because he was everybody's ah. least favourite. Therefore, was the least used. <laughs> oh, poor Leo. I, I, remember, I remembered something. Um, uh, my gran's car was blue, and I got to name it when uh, she got her when she got that car. So obviously, it was called Leonardo. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. I, oh, don't get me talking about the Fleetway Sonic the comic, or we'll be it'll be a, another episode. Well, we've done that episode. We've... Yeah, we have. <laughs> really done. But I think you both might actually recognise more than you think. So you both mentioned um, both the original kind of cartoon, probably where it's most famous, uh, but also the kind of 2003 cartoon, um, which I think a lot of what this comic has drawn, at least character-wise, has drawn from there. So I I think there's more than you know. Or is there? Or is there? So... I, I guess first things first, as as Angela has touched upon, turtles, yeah, napkins and jokes between Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird about Ninja Turtles, ripping off Daredevil and other such Frank Miller properties from <laughs> the eighties, um, which I think has been covered a lot recently and stuff like the um the toys that made us dug into it really well and kind of told us the origin before talking about how cool the toys are they are good toys um after years and years of different people doing turtles so mirage and then image and uh, somebody else? I feel like somebody else. I think there was. I think there was at least one other, but I forget now. <laughs> it's not important dark, at this point. With Dark Horse. I see. I, I feel like there must have been a Dark Horse phase because how else did the Usagi Yojimbo crossovers well, that begin? That might have been because I think Usagi Yojimbo might have been Mirage or something at the start. Oh, maybe. And obviously, it is IDW now, so <laughs> potentially. <laughs> Publishers, many. Um, currently, as of 2012, IDW, which is where we find ourselves today, because I'm sure both me and Will have considered going back to 1984. But I was expecting <laughs> it, but hey. Um, we, we, we've stayed within the relative safety of the 2010s. Yeah, I'm a modernist. At least on this occasion. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... The series as it stands, beginning in 2012, was Kevin Eastman, Tom Alts on writing duties with, I think it was Dan Duncan was the first I think very artist. Um, there are many artists so uh, and many writers, especially for like the spin-offs and miniseries, so I'm, I don't think we're going to name them all, but... No. Um, um, unless Will's got a list, like, just off screen, just, like, just... Even well, with we list, can't I see. think it's more trouble than it's worth. Yes. So I think some people will get name checks out of this, but I don't know. I don't think everybody will. So, sauce. Um, we begin in 2012 with a kind of reimagined origin story where 
<laughs> this is already fundamentally going to be a dumb episode. I can see that now. <laughs> Where three turtles are together with Splinter. Those three turtles are Leonardo, who leads. Yeah. Donatello, who does machines. Machines, yep. Michelangelo, who is a party, party dude. Dude, dude. yep. And, but where's and... the cool but crude one? Well, while Splinter was teaching the other three to be ninja teens, <laughs> Raphael got separated from them in their kind of initial, you know... Their, their initial oozening. Yeah, oozening, if you will. Um... So, I'm just going to cover the origin. Basically, lab experiment turtles and rats in StockGen, which is a company that does experiments, because that's what companies do, apparently. So they're a science company. <laughs> uh, April O'Neil is kind of the lab assistant. I think she's a, is she an intern or something like that? I think like she's that? an intern Student. at this point, yeah. Can I, can I just check? Does she First wear question. a yellow jumpsuit? That was no. Does she have ginger hair? Yes. Yes. Right. So pretty much, other than does the ginger have, hair and the um, name. Does she have a sidekick? Does she have a sidekick called Vern? <laughs> I don't think no. we ever get a Vern. <laughs> but yeah, other than um, the ginger hair and the name, she's not very similar. No. I think there are glimpses in her, I can't remember the character's name, her mum is definitely, she's like, what? her mum was an investigative reporter, and we kind of see him. So she's of like, basically like the cartoon April O'Neil. Yeah, and has had at, a, a, a at least in herself. Sense, yeah. Yeah. As but we yeah, all do at some point. This April's kind of been aged down, and is a scientist. Um... While she is late night sciencing, <laughs> a bunch of ninjas break into StockGen, to, or Mutagen, as I think it's being called at this point, and also decide to nab themselves the turtles that are hanging out in a terrarium. Terrarium? I mean, terrarium. Terrarium. Yeah. I mean, free turtles. <laughs> free turtles. you you got to ta- uh, yeah, take them. Really you don't want to say turtle. no. Um, <laughs> So they grab the turtles, they grab some ooze, they make for a hasty exit, and basically a lab rat tries to stop them. (laughs) Um, Pulls the fire alarm, causes a distraction. April manages to not get ninja to death. They get away, but in the process, drop the turtles and some of the mutagen ooze. And what do you know? Turtles get themselves mutated. However, one of them is stolen away by an cat. And I'm going to pass it over to Will for the next bit. <laughs> That's very good. It's like story time. <laughs> um, my cat's just appeared. Anyway, the alley cat in question. Uh, yeah, takes takes one of the turtles, as we've established that is Raphael at this point. Um, but before he gets very far away down the alley, the same lab rat discussed earlier, would you believe it, attacks the cat as well, bites his eye what? clean, bites his eye clean out. <laughs> wow. 
then uh, the turtles and the rat Swim escape. They get away. And uh, but now old Hob is uh, covered in ooze. And old Hob. Cat. Oh yeah, the alley <laughs> no, cat's called. I was gonna called... say who is old Hob? <laughs> old Hob. Oh, yeah. yeah, should have introduced the cat is called old Hob, and he turns into a surprisingly buff man cat. <laughs> cat. St- is he still missing an eye? Oh yes. Um, does he look like? Is, is does he look like Black Sad when you say surprisingly buff cat? <laughs> I mean, pretty similar to a different coloured black sad. He has an eye patch uh, to cover the said missing eye, but he also wears a long kind of manila trench coat for a lot of uh, a lot of the time and looks looks rad doing it. Based on injuries alone, he is a meeting ground between my cat Bobby and Black Sad. Okay, that yeah, I can see that. Listeners. Missing a few bits. Yeah. <laughs> Oink becomes one of my favourite uh, anti-heroes throughout the series. Um, mm. He ends up like mixing back up with Baxter Stockman and working for him, being experimented on. Uh, oh, ba- on the is provo- Baxter Stockman the one who turns himself into a fly? <laughs> I thought that was In the cartoon, he was, yeah. 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 Spoilers. No. <laughs> and is it Baxter um, who invents the mousers as well? Correct. Yeah. Yes. He he uh, does have fly flyborgs like fly cyborg box. flies, but he doesn't do that to himself. At least not yet. And we're like a hundred issues deep, so there's still time, I guess. It could could still happen yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to continue with the the kind of the the plot theme because I was going to. Uh, old Hob leads me straight into mute animals, really. Um. Yeah, if you want to kind of tell the mute animals story, and then we can uh, we can always jump back and forth just to keep Angela and Matt on the toes. <laughs> yeah, just tell yeah. us tell us cool things like tell us about you know like the the cool like Krang, the cool brain that lives in a robot's tummy. Oh, we'll get to Krang. Sorry, that lives Believe. in the microwave that's in a robot's tummy. Believe you me. So old Hob goes to work for Baxter on the proviso that he can kill Splinter. Uh, for revenge for his eye, and and I assume not letting him eat that delicious turtle. It's been playing on old Hob's mind. Um, but eventually, through uh, being very poorly treated by Baxter, old Hob breaks away and forms his own team of uh, the mighty mute animals. And I think these these were originally from the Mirage series any, yes any backup <laughs> um oh, it's, it's a bloody good question will and they're definitely from somewhere else i think i think it is mirage my internet isn't working no no <laughs> i think they had a comic in 91 originally uh, speaking of like other mutant um teams do we get the the dumb frogs. Um, kind of. Ooh. So, the, it's, it's very unclarified, but we <laughs> get in in TMNT Ghostbusters 2, there's okay. a kind of dimension, there's a dimension hopping moment where briefly... I think it's Winston and Mikey 
end up in a kind of Mad Max post-apocalyptic wasteland where they get robbed by an anthropomorphic frog who then has frog friends. So we get a kind of punk rock version of the stupid frogs, yeah. I mean, that could be... So that could either be the cool, stu- the cool stupid frogs, like Rasputin, um, Attila... Is it Rasputin, Attila, Genghis? Like, is... They're and, all... and definitely a fourth, like, warlord, yeah. Yeah. Um, or it could be a reference to um, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Um, a post-apocalyptic... I hadn't thought about that. Um, Roddy Piper movie where he has a bomb attached to his dick. Um, <laughs> like... <Goes>. Classic <laughs> Piper. Um, or just Battletoads, but probably also, probably the fr- probably the frogs. Probably all of the above. Mm. So, uh, me... Amphibians. Turns out the Mute Animals were first in, and this answers a question from earlier, the Archie comics run. Ah, Teenage ah, Mutant Ninja Turtles. There we go, Archie. The other, other publisher. Um, But in the IDW, they get their own spin-off volume as well. And they are full of uh, pretty rad mutant characters, uh, including Slash, as we mentioned earlier, although that might have been before we pressed record. I think that was before we pressed record. For the audience, that'll be be nonsense. (laughs) That's that's completely out of context. Here's a question. How do these mutanimals become mutanimals? I mean, is is there a lot of mutagen just like knocking around now? Well, you know, are the ninjas just spraying it all over the place? Is the secret of of views like how there's so much of it? That's it ends two up... secrets of the use references in like twenty minutes. Get Matt off. He's done. <laughs> Get him out. <laughs> it ends up going being really complicated, and they go to great pains to tie everything together. I so, thought you were going to say they go to great pains to to make to sure that you never find out. To just ignore the fact that there's about a billion gallons of ooze just running down the the streets yeah. of New York. But there's a there's a whole new like historic backstory of um shredder and splinter being like uh, ninjas in feudal japan in like the original foot clan yeah, yeah so buddy. so basically both sides so both origins of the turtles so there's the one origin that we see kind of in the 1990 1990 movie was it 89 90 yeah. where we see that splinter has learned to be a ninja by being the pet of a ninja and watching him do ninja yes, things. I remember this well. <laughs> but then we also yeah. have the kind of reincarnation story from the turtles. So we kind of get a hybrid version of that here. A mutated version, if you will, of <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah. But in but in the feudal feudal past, uh Oroku Saki, who is the I guess the real name of Shredder. Yeah. Yep. Kills Hamato Yoshi. Splinter, in case you're not keeping up. Yeah, I remembered the Yoshi. I couldn't remember the Hamato. I, I, I knew it was something Yoshi. Well, I'll be honest with you, Hamato, I think, or at least Clan Hamato has only been introduced much later. Yeah, I think it was originally a different name. So I don't, it, yeah, I, I think Hamato is a, is a bit of an update. Um, but then it goes to explain that, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Krang, one of the other classic villains was 
selling ooze <laughs> to the then Foot Clan leader, like meaning that he just stayed alive forever. Cool. Because um, ooze is complicated. Because ooze is super so. it's, it's essentially so it doesn't fl- just turn you into talking animals. It does it's a fluid things. that does it's, anything, really. Yeah, it, it's a bit like the vibranium was in um, the Black Panther film, where it's a kind of catch-all problem solver. It, if it's, am I right in yeah. thinking if it's been cut, if it's been cut with animal DNA, it'll mutate you. But if yeah, it's so, just straight, straight mutagen. Then a straight one. ooze, it'll, it'll heal you up real good. There's at so least one major example. Like yeah, treat you like the best drugs. <laughs> but um, uh, there's a character called Hun, who in this is Casey's dad. Ooh, you know, I introduced Casey yet. I think surely we know Casey, right? He wears Casey. a hockey mask and has a some sort of... Why? Who could... Ho- yeah. Who, yeah, who, could, uh, who could Casey be? <laughs> Why? I doubt he's Matt's favourite character. Okay, well, as soon as you uh, don't really seem to care about him, we'll gloss over and we'll move wait, straight wait, on to wait, Hun, wait, his wait, dad. Wait. <laughs> 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 so yeah, we still get Casey Jones' uh, potential love interest for April in this version. Again, sort of aged down, so it's not creepy. Don't get the, <laughs> don't get the wrong idea. Good. Depends how far you age someone down, though, doesn't it? But his dad is a is just a sort of useless bum who eventually gets shot up with ooze, and because he doesn't have any like animal connections, he just becomes hench. <laughs> That's sort of it. There's it quite late on where I think I think it's the first time Bebop and Rocksteady meet Hun, and they just keep referring to him as that professional wrestler guy, which I think is the most accurate description of Hun. He's just huge, and there's yeah. no accounting for it, really. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. One. I remember what my kind of overarching point was, though. So, in this version, all of the, the Turtles and Splinter are reincarnations of these uh, people from feudal Japan. But they kind of balance the idea of the mysticism off with the fact that they're DNA is captured in the ooze. So they, they yeah. try and introduce a okay. sort of pseudoscience explanation for it as well. So they're like their DNA and their sort of memories are locked in the ooze. So when they are re-oozed, that's why they have yeah. like, that's why they have personalities and are a family as opposed to, you know, just being fucking insane turtles with swords. <laughs> that, that actually touches upon something I wanted to talk about, which I can't remember what issue it is. I think it's about issue 25, maybe. Ooh, I can't find where that is in my notes. Let's uh, vamp for time. While that... <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty early on. About issue 25, there is an issue that is Krang and Shredder have a meeting on a boat to Ooh. decide, because they've got the same problems... Of you know Deadly these turtles, turtles. yeah, yeah these turtles the keep. They've got the same problems. They're both brains inside a microwave. And <laughs> First world Alien. problems, am I right? So, so they get together on this boat to have a chat about like how they should team up for the greater good, and like you know they'll, they'll take out the turtles and they'll both get something out of it, which kind of breaks down in epic fashion of. Like, 
Shredder being all like, you know, help me take out the turtles. And then when I rule the world, you know, whatever you want. And Krang's all like, yeah, but when I rule the world, you'll be dead. So, uh, yeah. doesn't matter, does it? I'm, I'm taking over to kill you all. You want to take over to live. This can't work. And they, I think it, it's a good issue because it's built like they're going to team up. You, you're sure of it because of everything we know from films, yeah. animated series. Yeah. And the idea that they're both just like, nah, man, fuck you. I want to take over the world. It's like, nah, fuck you. I want to take over the world and kill everybody. It, it's a good, it's a good dumb point. And it then ties into reveals we get that, yeah, Kar- Karang, fuck. <laughs> is that the musical version? <laughs> it yeah. is, yeah. It's the musical version he of Krang. sings in a metal um, band. So we get the reveal that Krang, yeah, is the same Krang that they, that was selling previous um, previous Shredder in feudal Japan was hooking was his you know ooze dealer, and now he's just got this on they're just this running thing where yeah he will go as far as reincarnating Shredder's enemies to fuck with Shredder just in the modern down. era. Only because I wrote it down that uh, his name was Takeshi Tatsuo. Yeah. That's right. In the first, the fir- first go around. So yeah, yeah. he was the first. Oh, if um, you want, a, if you want to read some comics that's got both versions of Shredder, that's that that'll be Shredder in Hell, which is Shredder fighting Shredder to decide which one is the you know superior yeah, Shredder. Shredder essentially. Okay, <laughs> is there a techno drone? Yeah, of course, there's a techno. Yeah, does it have a big eye on top of it? <laughs> the design is remarkably similar. I mean, I don't think it does have a huge eye on the top, but it is still just you know a, a it's massive. Definitely eye esque. Yeah, it's got a thing on the top. Okay. Now, I, does I can't... Shredder? Does Shredder ever look like he's played by Kevin Nash? <laughs> N- n- no. <laughs> okay. Does Vanilla Ice ever show up? <laughs> no, but there's definitely a few casual references to Ninja Rap. Okay. Excellent. Also in Shredder from Hell, there's definitely a part where one of them runs to a... F- Where's okay? Fuck me. Where, there's there's a scene where a zombie <laughs> turtle runs to attack. Shredder in hell while shouting go ninja go. go." Um, But there there are definitely subtle references before that. Maybe not even subtle. No, there's nowhere to subtly reference Vanilla Ice. I was going to say, you cannot be subtle when it comes to Vanilla Ice. You just can't. (laughs) Yeah, so sorry for derailing there, but I was very curious about the Technodrome, and that led to other questions. Well, I think we kind of we may have circled around to Krang as well. <laughs> so yeah, we've kind of done some Kranging. So Utoms, is that what they're called? From from Dimension X. <laughs> Correct on both counts, and that still holds strong in the IDW continuity. We have both the Utrom Empire and. The correct pronunciation. Um, 
which actually ties into things I was going to talk about, which this is going to get so long with the passing back and forth. So Dimension X, the, the main people that are at odds with Krang there are the neutrinos, which are the prime ones we see are King Zentar, Queen Gizla, Princess Trib, Commander Dask, Kala, and Zack. Those are some names. <laughs> Um, we're also treated to and this is going to tie everything neatly together professor honeycutt who is a man who i think was the original character that they that laird and eastman wanted to write because he is a man who can transfer his consciousness into an android but he, he his his human body well his neutrino body dies while his consciousness is in the android he then escapes krang and dimension x becoming a fugitive or a fugitoid if you will yeah who finds his way to earth where he hides because he's a shape-shifting android <laughs> duh, where he hides okay. in the in the form of chet allen who is a scientist who is kind of April's boss who works at Stockgen for Baxter Stockman. Uh-huh. Because Stockman is getting ooze from Krang to create mutagen <laughs> oh, yeah. and a psycho... That was the bit that was a bit confusing, is there seemed to be two things so going confused. on. Yeah, yeah the, the, ooze, he's, he's... the ooze mutates stuff, but yeah. then there's this psychotropic drug that kind of makes them smart, and it's why... Splinter was already smart. smart as a lab rat before he was a ninja rat because oh. he'd already he'd already had the psychotropic oh, okay. drug. He just hadn't had yes. the ooze yet. So that's how he knew how to turn the fire alarm and claw out a cat's eyes. And that's stuff. it. Even when it's complete nonsense, they've explained their nonsense in incredible detail. Immaculate detail, really. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that seems like a plot hole just leads to a different plot hole. And then you never you never really find the end. No. Um, so, so Chet Allen is kind of a recurring character in different forms, which is a beautiful thing in a weird way. Um, we also have other miniseries and plot arcs based around what Krang has done in his past war prime, like ventures through time and space. So he has previously kidnapped Triceratops from earth to mutate them into the triceratons who are a species of just awesome triceratops uh-huh, warriors uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, they will later go on to invade the earth their rightful home <laughs> yep. um and boy that's the thing um he also He's basically wronged everyone, and it's a way that we introduce some characters from the animated show I don't remember. Like, they round up... So once they... Christ. At some point, they capture Krang and are holding him trial and then have to do a jaunt... The Turtles end up doing a jaunt across Dimension X, rounding up witnesses, which include such gems as Ace Duck who is, you know, the duck pilot that apparently appeared in the animated series, but I don't remember. Okay. And, Did um, they ever have to fight, like, any xenomorphs from the movie Alien, but they're made of pizza? Like, not yet, but I am expecting it. Do you, are there ever any 
tourists from Dimension X who have cap like cameras that do weird. Yes. Because I remember <laughs> hating those episodes because they scared me. <laughs> Again, not yet, but <laughs> I wouldn't rule time. anything out. There is time. I can tell you more about Dimension X if you want, or we can try and pad out I mean, some of the gaps. Tell me something. Like, <laughs> there are tell many me gaps. the weirdest remaining facts that you can think of about Dimension X in like current continuity. <sighs> ah, Christ. Right, so we have an entire planet of um, beanbag people who change colour... Based on your emotions. Okay, that's that rules. Okay. We uh, we have an entire planet that is like one ecosystem where of plants. So like one group of plants is the eyes, and one group of plants speaks for the planet, and that's yeah. just a lot yeah. to deal with. Um, Christ, what am I even missing at this point from Dimension X? <laughs> There's a lot to deal with. I think um, I, I think that'll do then. Let's let's get ooh, back to oh oh Krang hires a bounty hunter in Dimension <sighs> X to kill oh, all yes. of the witnesses off called Hacker H A K K dash R. That is a kind of electric squid person with amazing. A kind of helmet face and a Grim Reaper cape, and is surprisingly entertaining for yeah, a bounty hunter cool. who who doesn't seem that invested in getting the job done at times, and writes things off as like the plants, man. They can't testify against you. <laughs> I a lot of respect. I for that. love, I love the fucking like brain ass Krang. Is like just is is doing like like witness tampering and like witness <laughs> intimidation. It's so fucking good. I've I've completely forgotten the most important map facts for this <laughs> for Dimension X. There is a wrestling federation okay. based on an asteroid headed up by a couple of tree people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, with running joke that basically Ralph gets lured into competing in the opening match and beats the guy who was meant to win and go on to the main event title match and then <laughs> uh, we end up with a kind of all turtles versus a bulldog dressed as Elvis and Raphael, it's, it's a bulldog dressed as Elvis and Raphael versus um, Mikey and Donatello in the main event. I'm pretty sure it's Mikey and Donatello. And they've been given names like Superstar, Mikey, and I don't know. I can't think what they are, but it's ridiculously cliched. And all through it, the promoter keeps talking about how, you know, this is going to happen and that's going to happen and what the finish needs to be. And throughout the entire thing, Mikey just stays strong that it's all real. And <laughs> I did want to point out, though, just this strength 
of the kind of writing and perhaps planning. Um, yeah. But when when Krang first comes, well, not when he first comes to Earth, when he's fighting the turtles, his whole plan is to um, ultraform. I was going to say terraform, but that wouldn't be quite right, would it? <laughs> ultraform planet Earth into a, a planet that the Utrons can kind of repopulate. Uh, because his his dad, Emperor Quanin, now having that, yeah, uh, was a greedy emperor and essentially just dried up Utron and destroyed it. So he's on Burno Island. He builds his Technodrome. The point of the Technodrome is to do the terraforming. He manages to get as far as terraforming Burno Island, and then obviously turtles win. Yay! Then later with the Triceraton like invasion. Once that's all wrapped up, because they used to be slaves of the Utrum Empire, they can breathe their atmosphere. So now they live on Burno Island. And you just go, oh, that's just everything in a nice bow. Nothing is left. Everything is resolved. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of really good... Um... Like a lot of really good, like long-term planning. Yeah, definitely. It's mad, I think, how much of the um, tie-ins like actually bleed in quite importantly into the main series. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned Leatherhead yet, who's a mutant crocodile. He is indeed. Um, I think I remember Leatherhead. He was, I think, originally yeah, straw from the... hat in animated form. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I think he was a kind of beast in animated form, but he's a pretty uh, troubled, kind of independent in this. He's on nobody's side but his own. But his kind of creation is set up in. Is it just called Turtles in Time? It is Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. I was wondering if I was getting confused with the video game, but Which also sets up yeah, the Triceratons. It does. Um, but there's a bit where they become Blackbeard, just like the thing. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, like the thing. <laughs> the thing. When and, he goes and, back in time. And, and Raphael yeah. have both been Blackbeard. Or was it Mikey? Oh, it's been a while since I've read the, uh, the old <laughs> time travel. Ones. I think it might be Mikey that becomes Blackbeard. I could be wrong. I think it's Mikey. It makes sense because Mikey is the thing of the turtles. <laughs> Good old blue-eyed Mikey. Oh, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's all set up from that, and then dropping ooze in the ocean, and then like Leatherhead eating. Yeah, we see a crocodile floating around. It's super in good. The it ocean. keeps me. Well, you know, that's... near an well, island. Well, you know, I mean, there are island salt rivers. water cro- There are salt water crocodiles. And I that's just the one. He... Don't think that they exist in the <laughs> in America. I can't remember. Yeah, of course he did. Burno Island is fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I keep, it keeps me super invested that everything is so like deeply interconnected but it i've never seen them have to make a retcon like it feels very Mm. very purposeful and very planned i i agree and i think that's one of the things that has made it really rewarding reading through all of this kind of back to back is the fact that even stuff that feels like it's not gonna matter that kind of you don't think like i don't know Woody, the pizza guy that Mikey's friends with, is going to be like important, and he isn't a, a lot of the time. <laughs> but your investment in him 
he's kind of massive for some reason. And like when they do little stories, it's like, here's what Woody was doing at this point. This is what happened to Woody. It's kind of like nice to see some consideration. And the idea that like Hob and the mute animals go for like full runs of like full volumes where they're not on panel. But when we catch up with them, it's like they're in the middle of some scheme or plan or and, and i think this i don't think we see in a lot of superior universes the consideration that time goes on for characters you can't see yeah that's true so Their it doesn't feel like on. they're just yeah they're not just shoved in a freezer and then hey remember these guys yeah yeah and i i think pretty consistently it does work there's only one thing i've read it's like bug me. So there's only there's two issues that are like a two part story in Turtles universe mm. that I don't think worked, but everything else I think is fit together really nicely. What are the two? I'm not going to tell you what those two issues are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th- it's it's pretty late on in Turtles universe. Uh, Mutagen Man, Seymour Guts is kind of recovering well not recovering that's the point he's kind of he's been attacked he hasn't really got a body he's just a kind of just fear with a head in it yeah and he he just wants to die we're we're basically told that explicitly like he just wants out he's he's had enough he's lived in pain his entire existence he's always been just organs floating in goo and Mondo Gecko rocks up at the start of this issue, like blasting music and kind of being a, just a total dick. And basically is like, nah, man, I'm going to go and s- steal all the technology you need for Lindsay, our resident scientist, to fix you up. And Seymour's yeah. like, nah, man, I want to die. I am a head in a jar right now. I'm I, I've just looked up Mutagen I've just looked up what he looks like, and yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's not a great a look. kind of... Uh, Strong look. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I, I like Mutagen Man, but he at this point he's already blown himself up. Mm-hmm. This is his second admittance that he you know doesn't want to keep on living, and... Mondo Gecko has been incredibly chill as a character up until this point. And rather than continue to be incredibly chill, kind of goes on a path of rage. Like, I don't know, like Taz in the 90s for a, a reference Matt will get. Yeah. And, and I, I really disliked the art for these two issues. And I just felt like the characterization of Gecko was like not in keeping with who Gecko had been until this point. So I don't know. None of that sat right with me. But that's my only complaint. Also, in yeah, the same room of Turtles universe, we get um, an issue drawn by Tyler Boss, who did Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. Oh, in yeah. The Turtles duck into an abandoned building to hide out from the tra- to try and avoid people during the Triceraton invasion but the building they duck into is an evacuation centre where all the people are and it's basically a full issue of them trying to hide whilst kids think there are monsters there and are trying to find them and it is 
five star. It's I think it's Tyler Boss drawing it and um, Paul Aller who is doing Oh yeah, Hollow Heart at uh, Vault. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul Paul Aller does an awful lot of um, this kind of micro series and then TMNT universe, and he is good at writing turtles. He's just not allowed the main series apparently. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say like the four turtles walk into a bank at one point. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that'd be a comic. Has, has that been done? Get, get Tyler Boss on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but within those TMT universe as well, there's a. Uh, I, is it the first time we get like Sophie Campbell art, or is she appear first time in the main? I'll have you know, her first appearance unless I'm mistaken, is the Leonardo micro-series from the oh, first nice. volume. That is early mm. doors. And uh, she's taken over kind of full-time now, and her art is just so perfect for the Turtles. I mean, there's, there's been lots of really cool art up until this point, but hers is just bueno. Yeah, I, there's a few artists that I... Okay, there's a lot of artists, but there are a few recurring artists that I think every time we see their art, it's really good. I think Sophie Campbell, uh, Matthias Santaluco, and Michael Michael Dialanis, I want to say, who does... um, So, Matthias Santaluco did the first event, which was City Fall, and then uh, Michael Dialanis did the second big event, well... Yeah, second big event, which was City at War. There are other events in between, but I think those are the biggest. Other yes. events uh, are available. I think so. I think they're the big, the big step. Attack on Technodrome's kind of big, but it feels spread out. Not big, big. <laughs> so I think there are quite a few events kind of sprinkled throughout the series, but I, I feel like the City Fallen. City at War are the two like ones that they really pushed. Maybe I'm, maybe Will disagrees with me, but I don't I think, think he you, should. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think they're the ones that feel the most kind of eventy, uh, and the others do feel like just peaks in the story. Um, I yeah. think City Fall is that with like Leonardo's the new Chunin. Uh, oh yeah, that's ace man. All of that so good. Um, so so good. Should we try and explain it? Should yeah, we go for it? please, please. Ah, crap. So in City Fall, basically, Shredder and Kitsune managed to get in Leonardo's head and kind of win him over to joining the Foot Clan. Um, and basically go to war with everything and just decide they're going to take over New York City. And if you're, you know organized crime in the city you're part of the foot clan now and if you don't like it they're just gonna kill you um and you know the turtles can't have that obviously because you know they're the good guys and uh, they they try and get leonardo back uh while he's being all awesome and black turtley and like uh, yeah, he just extra, looks- yeah some extra armor pieces and gets his like black bandana Oh. Just looks cool, man. He looks super cool. And it's also in the same arc that Karai kind of secretly Karai, sorry, yeah, gotta do that. Is, Karai wait, is like, the yes, like we remember, is that Shredder's daughter? Ooh, close. close granddaughter. Ah, okay. 
so Shredder's granddaughter, obviously there's some technicality issues there with him being hundreds of years old and having been dead for quite a lot of them. Um, <laughs> so Shredder's granddaughter, Karai, um, just on the side, because between other projects, goes to Burnout Island, steals some ooze, and independently decides to mutate two members of the Foot Clan who are particularly worthy, who are yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do they decide their worthiness? I was wondering when we were going to get to them. <laughs> I, um, yep. My favourite. I enjoy how their worthiness is decided. They just get all of the participants in a room and they just say, fight. <laughs> and then they're the last two standing. Go, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Whoever's left standing, congrats. You're going to become mutants. And um, <laughs> yeah, they end up being Bebop and Rocksteady, who are, whilst complete fucking idiots, might be like the best of characters in spite of it. Yeah, they are superb. Painfully, painfully good. <laughs> Super dumb. Uh, they've got a really great spin-off series. Is that Bebop and Rocksteady destroy everything? Everything. 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 Yeah. The universe. Or, but which, I, which I love them so much. Is a real like time travel head mess. Uh, with lots of different yeah. versions of Bebop and Rocksteady, like before mutation and after, and During. different <laughs> yeah, different mutations, and oh, it's so so good. It's got one of my favourite stupid ideas in it, which is that they basically start opening portals to random points in time and space when they're in this big fight, and just start pushing the people they're fighting in. <laughs> into different points in the timeline. Oh, that's brilliant. Which yeah. is like five-star stupid, but perfection for it. Yeah. Now, do you, when you think of uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, in the same breath, do you automatically, like, think of Vulcan Skull? <laughs> a, a little bit, yeah. They're definitely like the Turtles equivalent of bulk and skull yeah yeah like whenever whenever bebop and rocksteady show up you should get the 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 the, the bulk and skull music playing. i dare say the bulk and skull are power rangers version of bebop and rocksteady yeah i mean yeah okay fair point. Stand, stand it standing up for my bebop and rocksteady origins <laughs> Bebop and Rocksteady are given a more like important point part to play as well. I think is is key. I mean, okay, maybe not important, but they're, they're given a part to play. It's largely hitting things with big things and breaking stuff. But yep, but in cool uh, ways. Yeah. They also uh, have a a sequel mini series, which is Bebop and Rocksteady Hit the Road, um, where basically we find out that they've been. I guess it's in, what is it in where we find out that they were down in, all right, for, for reasons that are incredibly unclear, they they They're find like themselves. In Brazil? Yeah, Rio, and they kind of are forcing their boss to be, they give their boss like a gang name that's reggaeton, and he hates oh! that. And basically everyone that they come across who like teams up with them for even a short period of time ends up with like, a genre assigned to them. So there's a guy 
on the, I can't remember what he ends up being, but there's a guy for one, like one page there. They hop on the back of a train with this homeless guy and for, they immediately name him like, I can't remember, like Ragtime or... Oh, I thought you were going to say Thrashcore <laughs> or something. Um, <laughs> they get a guy for what for like one issue again, they end up with a... This is Monster our new Vaporwave. <laughs> 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 they end up with a, a Monster Hunter for one issue who's called Hector, who immediately rebrands himself as Razmataz. And oh, later on, they talk nice. about how he should have been at Do Wop or Grunge, because that's better. Yeah, it's quite right. Oh, man. They are consistently so, dumb, and I love it. I don't know if this is remotely important to you, but uh, the reason they're in Brazil is because after they've fallen out with the Foot Clan at the beginning of uh, Destroy Everything, they join a different gang, but are so bad in that gang that they accidentally kill all of the gang. <laughs> and are left stranded in Brazil after trying to steal something, some MacGuffin. Yeah. So yeah. destroy destroy everything starts and ends in Brazil. Uh, that makes sense, yes. Oh, and this has just made me realise, all of the time travel is basically, for Bebop and Rocksteady, is because they steal a kind of scepter from a rogue time traveller called Savanti Romero, who used to be a member of the Time Masters, who were also the people who allow the turtles to time travel because they end up accidentally being friends with a woman who is either called Renee or Rennet, depending on if the T is silent or not. We just don't know. Um, who is simultaneously a really frustrating character and also one of my favourite characters. She's like an extremely zany Doctor Who. I was yeah. going to say, it sounds yeah. very Doctor Who-ish. And in, in a jumpsuit with a huge clock on her head. <laughs> and they basically introduce with her, and you think it's just her at first, but then when you see the Time Masters, you introduce the idea that all time travellers talk like Bill and Ted. Awesome. Excellent. so terrible. Um, <laughs> now, like, we're talking about time travel. Do they ever like? I I know they I, I'm I know they can't necessarily have him appear due to licensing. Do they ever slyly talk about a particular rabbit that they've met? There, there is one. Uh, there is at least one issue where they do cross over because Usagi Yojimbo is is it IDW. with IDW at the moment? Yeah, because it's been through so many publishers. Yes, I it has. Remember. <laughs> where it's uh, at any given time. I always think it's Dark Horse, but I Dark think it's Horse definitely been IDW for a few I, years. Dark Horse did have it. That's why they uh, have been republishing um, mm. all of the like all of their run, which is why that why the uh, Yosagi Yojimbo saga reprints don't like they they start partway through. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's Yusagi Ojimbo is so good, but like <laughs> publishers, so mm. many of them. I think very few of the spin offs don't happen in continuity. Like even the Ghostbusters yeah. one is, I was gonna is say, mentioned. Like, it's actually in continuity. Is it canon? I think it is, yes. but I don't think it has any actual, actual impact. Yeah, I don't think they really mention it again, unlike some of the others that they. They do. Ghostbusters gets mentioned afterwards. I don't think Usagi does. He's, 
is um, the Batman because doesn't it cross over with Batman at one point? I think they made it clear that the Batman one is with the Mirage. Okay. Universe uh, actually, turtles. That kind of makes sense. I I can kind of, like, I know the Mirage stuff and like that it like that kind of like the 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 grim and gritty kind of violence of that kind of I like more as an idea of crossing over with Batman. I think that's what it was, and yeah. similarly similarly with the um, Power Rangers crossover. Oh, I didn't know yeah. there was a Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Power Rangers, Rangers turtles. Cro- oh, Amazing. mate, you should see some of the turtles in Power Rangers versions of themselves. Do we get a tur- Do we get a turtle Zord? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to have to finish that crossover. I only read the first two issues. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I think that kind of sits uh, to one side of the universe. Yeah. Um. So I realise this has been a bit of a... Scattershot. Um, Scatter yeah. shot look at the universe. Okay. Ba- basically, so next month we're going to be discussing um, TMNT Reborn, the, the first volume. So by by that point, kind of the initial arc with Shredder gets resolved within the first fifty issues. The initial story with Krang is resolved within the first seventy five. And by issue one hundred, we've kind of had. Karai's return to try and take over the Foot Clan. Um, Jenica, who was one of Shredder's assassins, who then goes on to become like Ooh, the fifth turtle. Yeah, I was yes. trying to figure out what happens in between, yeah. but she, uh, well, she ends up being the fifth turtle. As we've not really discussed, but eventually Splinter takes over the Foot Clan. Yeah. Ooh. And that's when Jenica, yeah. who's loyal to the Foot rather than to Shredder, becomes a, a cool a cool person yeah. yes eventually the fifth turtle do you have any venus de milo i was i was fighting off to asking about venus de milo uh no i don't think we do do we i i i don't think we do i think jenica is kind of the closest like yeah. reference we get. Yeah, I think this is the kind of new new version. Yeah, I I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm also um, fine with that. Jenica yeah. is is really cool though. I think that's yeah, that's so, the thing to be said. So does that bring us kind of up to date? I mean, there's so much to it that I'm oh, not yeah, sure we can. Oh yeah, but you've given us kind of enough. <laughs> In the broadest of strokes, I think so. Like I think that, yeah, that, like, I that gives like you the, I the big beats. I understand beats. a lot more and a lot less of what turtles yeah. are. Good mission in a way that actually has me genuinely really intrigued to uh, to 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 like go out and like learn everything. It comes as a high recommendation from me. I think now. But I would like you guys to learn something very quickly because <laughs> I decided i had to find out what the names of all of the punk frogs were um so we and 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 once i've told you the names um i'm going to read you their trivia section on turtlepedia because it is really bad (laughs) um so they are attila the frog genghis frog Napoleon Bonafrog, 
<laughs> Rasputin, <laughs> Rasputin the Mad Frog. Um, so, and their trivia, despite their group name, the punk frog's clothes and attitudes are from a surfer dude style instead of a punk style. Unlike the turtles, the frogs hate pizza. Although in the episode Big Bug Blunder, Genghis and Napoleon learned to like pizza. One of them, one of them, one time said, "Does that mean run?" Dot dot dot. It was funny. Um, <laughs> it was funny. They have accents. Despite being named after historical tyrants and warlords, the frogs do not share such traits. <laughs> uh, that's, I hope it, my, that's, that's it. I hope but my obituary reads like that. Yeah, like that you don't share traits <laughs> with uh, historical tyrants. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that's excellent. I'm pleased for that. Yeah, thanks for yeah. that, Matt. I'm, yeah. That's going to take some time for me to come to terms with, but... That's going to take some processing. I really like their character development. You know, they yeah. learn they learn to like pizza. To like pizza. <laughs> just, just like I might add to the trivia on any page on anything about a character is just they have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> One of them once said, run. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like it's been written by an eight-year-old. That's yeah, just the best. Ah, uh, but yeah, go yeah. on, read it. Go on, read it all. Do what Zach's done and buy the the ginormous hardbacks that just have it all in order. Yeah, I'm really tempted, yeah. actually, because some of this stuff is absolutely wild and sounds like I mean, there are... my kind of thing. There's some characters like Alapex, who's uh, like a, a mutant polar fox. Ooh. We haven't even touched on, and Alapex is rad as anything. I know that Zach once mentioned there's a there's like a weird scorpion person. Zodi, baby. Zodi. Yeah, Zodi's Zody also cool. Cool um, as anything. I, I also <laughs> haven't touched on, and I, I'm going to ask Will this question of who his equivalent is, but. My favourite character who I didn't expect to be a recurring character based on the first appearance is hands down Harold Lilia. Harold Lilia, who is essentially a grumpy, hippie scientist that Donatello kind of forces to be his friend, I guess, from just like repeat exposure. <laughs> yeah, who pretty much. basically builds machines. He does machines, if you will. Yeah. Um, including like gauntlets that lift stuff up and kind of cloaking devices but everything's kind of like not great but he, re- he just doesn't want anyone's help because his last partner and wife bailed on him um so he's kind of incredibly grumpy and he's introduced to us with his screen name, which I think I'm pretty sure he's Kirby Fan 101. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> well, he just argues with Donatello on forums and ke- keeps using the word abstruse. Yeah, yeah. And just just a recurring joke that good word. It's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so, Will from 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 you, who's your favorite? 
you know, unlikely well, you know, recurring character. We touched on a lot. Woody Durkins being a big one, the uh, the kind of resident yeah. terrified human. Um, <laughs> but I think my favourite, the, the surprise favourite, was uh, Herman the Hermit Crab, who is a member of the Mutanimals. <laughs> Absolutely. A hermit crab who lives in like an upturned sort of New York, those huge metal trash containers that they have in New York. <laughs> and out pops like various uh, like rail guns and rocket launchers from his yeah. bin. And he also thinks he's he's a military man, wears an a army helmet. Um, does he chew a cigar? I don't think so, but it wouldn't surprise me. That's what I've got in my mind's eye and I'm sticking with it. Uh, through a you know unfortunate moment ends up with a metal claw as well he does which is super metal oh we haven't even mentioned pigeon pete (laughs) there is of course the names just keep getting better pigeon pete's a pigeon yeah and (laughs) hob attempts to mutate him before they know about the psychotropic drug that they need to make things intelligent brain of a pigeon He's just really yeah. dumb. Yeah. Are they just a big buff pigeon? He's not even buff. He wears no, like little he, um, love heart little, boxer shorts. Aww. And um, tries to cook, but everything seems to be like worm Full casserole. Or, yeah, because it's, it's a pigeon, man. It's it's real dumb, but it's a special place in my heart for pigeon Pete. Amazing. Yeah. That's before we even get on to Sally Pride, Ray. Man Ray. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I believe there might be a quick round of, um, of questions. Oh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt definitely does believe that, but the reality is we've not prepared that. Um, <laughs> shit, sorry. Here we go, look. I found an Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles quiz on the internet. Oh, hooray! Right. So, let's go through. You've actually already answered this one. But the show was originally mm. known as Teenage Mutant Blank Turtles in Parts of Europe. Hero. Yep, heroes. You're correct. Yeah. Due to, Hero. I'll give you the blurb as well. Due to controversy over the word ninjas and certain weapons yeah. such as nunchucker or karate sticks, so, the yeah. show was called Ninja Major... Ninja Major... <laughs> <laughs> All of my words have gone together. Uh, let's move on. Which yeah. turtle wore the blue mask on his face? Was it Da Vinci, Leonardo, Tesla, or Franklin? Tesla. Leonardo. Franklin. <laughs> Correct. Uh, this is to see. Pass, this is to see if we pass the training course, right? It does. <laughs> Leonardo is known for wielding two bow staffs. Grappling hooks, katanas, or nunchuckers? I was really hoping katanas. it was going to be like pistols. <laughs> yeah, two pistols. You are yeah. correct. It is katana. katana. Which turtle is remembered for wearing a purple mask? Is it Michael, Matt, what? Donatello, or Galileo? Donatello. He's <laughs> a He's a very. I like that I one mean, of the answers was genuinely was... Matt as well. Matt the turtle. Yeah, Matt the Turtle. I've no problem with calling him Mikey. Um, But calling him Michael. (laughs) Michael. 
Nearly a Michael the Turtle. It's, it's weird. You're shortening it whilst it also sounds more formal. <laughs> like you're about to give him a bit of a telling off. Oh, oh Michael. Uh, I mean, these are yeah, these are exceptionally easy. Donatello's weapon of choice was a pair of guns. <laughs> Your options are grappling hook, bow staff, sword, or pillow. That would be a bow staff, but I'd really like it to be a pillow. Yeah. Um. I I think that maybe we should assume then that that we've uh we'll, we'll give us the mercy rule that we've just been murdering this quiz because we know so much about turtles now thanks to uh thanks to our excellent teachers. <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, this, how is this the ultimate quiz? That's what I want. To well, know. It, was the yeah. last, it was the last quiz ever written, so <laughs> it's, it's the ultimate quiz in that way. Um, so. Two quick questions. Oh no. One. Do they have the turtle blimp? No. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, do they have the turtle van? Yes. Does the turtle van have like the 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 like the satellite dish on top of it? And can the roof open up? I don't think they ever get that far. Do they April owns a VW camper van that okay. they that they do get around in for quite a bit, but I, d- I think it is just the nod, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Eventually, it does get the tech in the back, but I don't think we get the satellite dish. I'm trying to remember no. if, like, I swear one of the action figures had a pizza launcher. Oh, um, definitely, yeah. yeah. And I'm tr- I, was, I was trying to remember which one, so I could ask you whether they have a pizza launcher. Nothing Not stops crime more than a nice deep pan. Yeah. There was I, also an fair, action figure imagine, that came with Pizza Ninja Stars. Yes, but imagine <laughs> being hit in the face by molten cheese. That is and, true, uh, that would be quite And, painful. like, horribly hot, uh, like, tomato sauce. <laughs> That's a horrible way to die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> horrific. Um, I, I would rather be attacked by an anthropomorphic turtle with, with a pair of katanas. Um... <laughs> Than I one, would, than I would, yeah, be, by one with like wielding a pizza that's, that's that's burning my face off with cheese, or with a ninja turtle wielding a pair of pistols. I mean, that'd just be like, I'd, I'd like, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, let the teenage ninja turtles be be in the movie Equilibrium. Yeah, fine, great. Am I am I right in thinking that only bad guys use guns in this series? Because all I can think of is. Um, Agent Bishop. I mean, I guess the neutrinos use guns, but they're kind of at war. Yeah, that's also true. they use like science guns. The neutrinos. Yeah, it's it's sandy yeah. guns. It's not bullet yeah. guns. and that's different. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I don't think any of the heroes really use. No, uh, the heroes use hockey sticks and golf clubs and yeah. <laughs> it's true. Tra- yeah. That's that's what a hero uses, and where's the hockey mask? <laughs> Easily accessible sports equipment. Yeah, I, I will say, and me and Will have probably touched on this in previous conversations. I don't know if they were on the podcast or not. I think Casey Jones is one of the least consistently written characters in, yeah. in otherwise. It's a bit of a quite shame. A consistent character, it, quite consistent for a lot of the characters, but I think Casey, yeah, just I think he starts quite compelling. Like at the beginning with. Raphael being separated from the group as a baby turtle 
when he mutates, he's on his own, and the Casey's kind of the first person he teams Aww. up teams up with and it's definitely reminiscent of the bit in the turtles film when like raf just disappears for a bit and yeah. goes all sad yeah and, oh, uh, do we ever see raf have to be in a bathtub of ice <laughs> i don't think we ever get the bathtub um, uh, and i'll have to reread all of it just to just to see now it's worth it um but yeah casey i think he starts off pretty compelling and then People just seem to forget what to do with him later on. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, that sucks. So this might be more or less the end of our Turtles Academy, unless anyone. Yeah, has well, it else. leaves. I feel much better equipped now to go into our book club, like I say, and like to to want to like really dig into this. Mm-hmm. I've just got the theme tune for the television series running through my head as I have Me for the too. last hour. So thanks. I I managed to tune it out so I could pay attention, um, but I worry then that I just started thinking too much about like cool samurai rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much, you two, and like yeah, we've really like you've really kind of shown us how dumb and cool turtles <laughs> can be dumb and yeah. cool should be on the cover yeah uh Is bigger, that a than quote? bigger than capes <laughs> waves dumb and cool yeah <laughs> five shells out of five <laughs> yeah five nunchucks uh, out of five 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 chained together turtle shells uh, because <laughs> we couldn't have the nunchucks <laughs> Am I right in thinking it's the turtle line that they end up calling that? Yeah, I mean, Mikey still uses it in the in the new comic, doesn't he? Oh, really? He's got his little grappling hook that that comes out pretty regularly. There's a point when he leaves his nunchucks behind with Splinter when they have a fallen out, and then yeah, he has the grappling hook instead. Oh, it's good stuff. It's good gear. Thank you, thank you so much for telling me that. Thank you, Lord Turtle, for giving us <laughs> this bounty. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we ne- we never even got into the Pantheon. I know. Oh, then I think we'll just have to find that out ourselves. Because <laughs> um, yeah, like now hearing that there's a Pantheon, um, <laughs> that's that's pretty exciting. There's so much more, and uh, yeah. It is one of those that you can start from the beginning, mm. as Zach has proved. Um, yeah. You can start from you the very guys. the very top and get it all in, and there's no better time than now, I don't think. Brilliant. Maybe um, yesterday. Yesterday was slightly better than, than right yeah. now, but that's <laughs> and, gone. And, yeah. I, I would definitely recommend just starting at the beginning and going all the way through this. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. I, I know we've covered in the past that we quite like alternative superhero universes and kind of quite cohesive well-structured superhero universes i i was honestly surprised um reading all of this how well everything fits together and how everything feels like it matters and i i think that's really important in a kind of you know in a world where there's so many superhero books yeah yeah makes it stand out it does. And 
It's got Pigeon Pete. It's got Pigeon Pete. <laughs> right, quick, quick round off. Favorite yeah. turtle, Matt. Oh God. Um, I, I really like Mikey. I was just telling you my favorite turtle's Matt. Matt the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like Michael. Uh, We've got no. a vote, <laughs> vote for Mike, Michael O. Give him his yeah. full name. I like, I like Mikey. I always have. Like, he's not the best turtle in any way, but like, I just had a strong attachment to him because he was always so like happy. Absolutely, um, fun guy. Of the group. You know, he was a he's a party dude, and whilst I am the opposite of a party dude, like. I, I appreciate that he's there. <laughs> Angela, who's your favourite turtle? Well, as a as you know, as an eight year old, it was always Raphael because girls are like a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that out there. Um, but as I've matured, it's probably a toss up between him and Donnie, to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, like everyone do- thinks that like that if you're if you some like if you read you got like Donatello is going to be your favorite turtle, um, and like he's he's maybe a second or a third, but like yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah yeah. I, sorry, sorry, Angela. I was going to say yeah. I think Donatello sits as sort of everybody's second favorite. Turtle. He does, bless yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, Will, who's I'm your with- favorite? I'm with you, Matt. It's Mikey all the way. So it's all about it's all about the charm, and he's always the one to like bring the group together when they fall out. Yeah. Uh, he's just yeah, he's just the best, and he's always a joy to read. And some of his like little solo series tend to be the most fun because they're often the goofiest and like have the least message involved. <laughs> just no have message. A, just, just will. Just have a good time. <laughs> Throw some nunchucks and stuff. Be cool. Yeah. Be cool to one another. Zach. Um. See, I think it it can vary on the day. And when I was a kid, and I don't know why it was always Leonardo, but as an adult, I think it is a, a tough call between all four of them. Um. But probably Mikey. Yeah, I think, especially in this run, what whilst we get the kind of dumb lightheartedness and the you know obsession with pizza. I think he also does get to be the emotional core almost all the time. Mm-hmm. So th- there's just some really good Mikey. And I think, yeah, Donatello is a really close second. But I think they all play off each other really well in this. Like their characters are super well defined and they bounce off each other really good. Yeah. And I think there's something to like about all of them. I think the deeper you get into this hundred issues, the deep and you know whatever, however many million issues a miniseries, the more you kind of get like Raphael's point or understand why Leonardo is so kind of uptight, you know. Mm-hmm. I think they all make sense to me, which is nice. It's a good and balance. E- Evil Leo is the single best looking turtle in the. <laughs> in the run. I, I think it's evil it's a really Leo. close call between Evil Leo and Slash. Slash has got a good look, but it's basically the same, isn't it? Ah, Slash is taller. <laughs> he, is, <laughs> he is much taller, that's fair. <laughs> um 
Yeah, man, it's it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. You're all welcome. <laughs> welcome, world. So, this has been Bigger Than Capes, and remember yeah. that Comics uh, are bigger than bigger shells. Than bigger than shells. shells. <laughs>